0: Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, February 28th. It's your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis and high quality content that is so happy we get to talk about another win, Russ.
0: Yeah, it was a a big win and a big cheer from the crowd.
1: Haven't felt like that in quite some time. Thanks for making Locked on Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Flyers. Keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at RMiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to talk about. Saturday's win against the Washington Capitals. It was a fun one, lots to talk about for that. And then of course, it's Monday. So we'll have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, Russ. So Flyers defeat the Washington Capitals two to one. It's always fun I think when your team is seen as a like a lowly team in the league and then Mm -hmm. you lose to that team and you see how salty the opposing fans are about it there was a lot of that going around after it from Washington Capitals fans so that's always fun you got to take your wins where you can right
0: well well media too I was in on the um the Capitals press conference before the Flyers and uh at one point you know it was brought up that they're like 8 11 and 2 or something in in this certain stretch maybe in the, just the second half or or in the new year i think it might have been the new year and and the, and then and then the talk went to and you just lost to a team that is definitely the worst team in the league <laughs> during that time and there was just like this exclamation when the reporter said that and you know and carlson's like yeah 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 i i mean i get it But it just it showed you the emphasis on how bad the Flyers were and you just lost to that team. So even even the media was feeling that way.
1: That's funny. I think, you know, there was obviously several reasons why the Flyers won this game. But we can start with the fact that Joel Farabee was back in the lineup. And um, I think you would think secondarily Derek Broussard being back in the lineup. But he actually, I think, contributed a lot to this win. So no. um, in terms of near the tail end, but we'll talk about that. Max Wilman was out. That isn't a huge issue. Morgan Frost being out was. We talked a lot about that uh, last week when the practice lines came out and it looked like this was going to happen. I think, obviously, I would have preferred to see Frost on that 3C role mm-hmm. or on that third line Um but you know, what was your take on that? Obviously, you disagree with me.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I would rather have seen Frost, too. I don't disagree. I, again, just this thing where you have to play JVR now because, I don't know, he, he scores power play goals. Like, I would have put Frost in, too. I I still don't understand what they're doing with that and the fact that they want to see where Derek Broussard's at. Okay. But then you still, why do you have JVR in there? He's not doing anything. I do think... What you said about therapy is is very accurate, though, because there hasn't been enough positive energy on this team, and he's always positive energy, always. Even if he gets mad at himself, he never takes it out on the game or his team. He just, you know, will just leave it on the bench. And he's very good at that and his speed and just those things. He always gets shots on net. He plays good defensively. That was always going to be a great addition when he came back.
1: I think so too and i think you know that top line being sort of reunited with farabee jeru and atkinson was one of the three major things in my opinion that led to the win i think that that line kind of took ownership of the game especially early on as we saw and you saw it come to fruition with both Giroux and atkinson scoring goals in the game and so i think that was a huge part of it and i think that confidence that joel farabee brings to the ice only enhances what that top line can do.
0: Yeah, it definitely gave them like an injection of fun. And look, uh, we've said it before, and I think it's just worth repeating. Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson are the only two flyers that have been consistent from the start of the season to now. Consistent in scoring, consistent in play, consistent in defense, not having, you know, a bunch of horrible shifts in a row, all of that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, the other two things that I saw that led to this win that you have not seen very much with this team this season is scoring early and holding a lead. And it sounds simple, but it hasn't been something that the Flyers have done a ton of. And I think that was a huge part in even when it felt like they were underwater a little bit, that somehow they knew how to get out of it
0: yeah there's there's something to be said um they definitely did a good job of holding the lead uh again the I do have to point out and while everybody is just you know falls in love with Zach McEwen uh Tom Wilson took him to school he may have taken an extra couple shots in the face but his team got a power play out of that and he knew and you could tell right away when he wasn't throwing punches that that's exactly what was going to happen and For this season, it doesn't matter that much. For next season, it matters a lot. Like, you can't... If you're Zach McEwen, you have to be smarter than that. Just starting a fight isn't good enough for me. So, and again, I really don't think that had any reaction in the game either. I know that's always talked about on the broadcast because we always harken back to, like, you know, the 80s for that. But I, I rarely ever see it. It never lasts long. And I don't think it lasted in this one, but... It was just the ability for everybody to clog up the lanes and play good around smart around Carter Hart and getting the puck up the ice. And there were more guys carrying the puck up the ice this time, instead of just trying those three passes, which, you know, sometimes gets really old and stale. So I think those are some big reasons too.
1: Absolutely. And I think you're spot on with the McEwen fight. I I don't think that did anything for the Flyers really. And, you know, getting baited into a fight with Tom Wilson is like, you know, taking candy from a baby. I mean, yeah, it's it really. Was. And, you, and you can't you can't, you know, get baited like that. It doesn't look good. And but I will say. That was probably a questionable moment for me. There were a couple other ones. That Isaac Radcliffe penalty that led to the Caps power play. Yeah, that was a bad penalty. It was a very bad penalty. And not because not only did it allow them to get back in the game, but it really shifted the momentum a ton. I think, you know, that at that point, that's when the Flyers started hanging on for dear life in the second period. And it sort of carried through the remainder of it and probably the beginning of the third period as well.
0: Yeah, it's never a good idea to sort of take out one of their best scorers, because if you don't take them out of the game, they usually come back and haunt you, and that's exactly what happened. And and things did change a little bit from that point. I, I do want to say uh, I don't think there should be a narrative about Alexander Ovechkin. Like, he didn't have a great game. I get it. I just think his shot was off. Like, it was just one of those where, you know, he just he hit the ice once, when, when it was late in the game, he just, you know, he timed it a little off. I don't think that had anything to do with what was going on at home. He's very good at blocking out things. And so I I wasn't going to add or, or post anything to that narrative. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, at the beginning of the game, I think fans were a little tougher on Russian players then, and I think this is going to happen in all U.S. markets Then they normally would be like, listen, Ovechkin would normally get booed, but not usually, you know, every time he's touching the puck. And, and I did tweet out if Ivan Drago was announced, they would boo that, too. I just think right now, this, the way of the world, unfortunately, these Russian players going from U.S. market to the U.S. market, unless they're at home, they're going to hear it. And it's not fair to them. They have nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah, I think Alexander Ovechkin takes more of the brunt of that than anybody else yes. and it, because of who he is and what he has said in the past. Um, he did make a statement last Friday. Uh, you're welcome to Google it. Uh, I think it's worth listening to because he has a very fine line to walk. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think he did the best he could in those circumstances. And it, if people think that he should have said more or done more. I think that's a valid feeling. And if people think he didn't do enough or, or he did too much that he doesn't need to do anything. I think that's also a valid opinion. I just, I I think it's a very complicated issue as it relates to athletes and and sports and him in particular. So, um, you know, obviously (laughs) every day is different in this story and we'll see how it affects him moving forward. But There's so much more to talk about with this game, uh, with what went on with the Flyers defense and Carter Hart, the Flyers power play. So we'll talk more about that coming up next. But first, I want to talk about Bilt Bar because they have been the perfect thing to help me keep up with my New Year's resolutions almost into March right now. And one of the things that they have that it's helped are the Puffs bars. If you've never heard of them, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. Puffs are a fan favorite and they've got incredible flavors like cinnamon y churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. And all Built Bars, including those puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. If you go to Bilt.com, scroll down to the macros chart, you're gonna be blown away. They're high protein, low calorie, high fiber, but low carb. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you compare that to a candy bar, it's gonna have 240 calories, a ton of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have so many flavors to choose from, like coconut, mint brownie, coconut almond. This month, they've got white chocolate cookies and cream. They've got new flavors all the time. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15 percent off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts like us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Russ, so continuing to talk about that win over the Washington Capitals, I think that one of the other really good things that came out of it was again something they have not been good at this season is turning momentum from a successful penalty kill into a rush with that extra man Mm -hmm. out of the box and actually scoring I mean yes it was a weird bounce off Connor Sherry but at least it was a good rush opportunity regardless of the goal
0: no it was and 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 that's really those are like we're talking about really some basic things but we just haven't seen them and so you're right it was very noticeable and That's when you do get some puck luck, when you do things right.
1: Exactly. I was also very amused by Lavi's face after that goal. Like, it was his I am angry face.
0: (laughs) I didn't notice it. I have to admit, I didn't notice it. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, if you look at the highlight of that goal, it cuts to him afterwards on the bench, and it is just gold. It is like textbook Peter Laviolette after his team got scored on in a situation like that. So, yeah, highly recommend going back and taking a look at that. (laughs) All right. I think, you know, one of the main things that made the Flyers able to stay in this game was actually some decent defense Mm -hmm. and... They were able to hold that lead, I think, in a way that they weren't before, even when it seemed like the Capitals had all the momentum and I think they were up 8-3 to three on shots at one point in the second period mm-hmm. and and whatnot. But I think they were able to do some of the right things to drive the Caps to the outside to decrease the shot quality.
0: They were able to do that. They really did have active sticks going. They were physical. Uh, ristelainen was very physical. He, cl- he clearly got up for this game, like like he's usually up for games anyhow. But this one he really wanted to set it to another di- a letter, the dial to another um, level. And he talked about that post game, and you could see it. And you know he had a big play that I felt like saved the the game from being tied up. And Carter Hart was out of the net. It was one of those rare moments, and you know that's where it's nice to back it up. I mean, it's absurd the the amount of wins that Carter Hart has this year, like, what is it, 10? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you know, there are goalies that have about 24, at, you know, that are at close, a little bit better, but he's close to the same level as at this point in the year. And it's not his fault. And so he got rewarded too with some good defense, and that has to make him feel good. Uh, and also the, you know, look, people wanted to, you know, bag on Provorov lately, but he had a good game. And I also just felt like, as a whole, <clears throat> they didn't take too many chances. Sanheim, even whose offense has been coming through lately, decided not to take too many chances. They know how good a skating team that the Capitals can be, and they didn't—they didn't give them a ton of uh, odd man rushes or anything like that.
1: No, they didn't. And you know, even Carter Hart spoke to that a bit, especially at the end of the game where you know, you expect the Flyers to turtle and for something to go wrong. That's mm-hmm. just the, the reputation, deservedly so, that this team has. And I think fans have come to sort of expect that, especially recently, you know, with blown leads um, late in games. But Carter Hart said specifically that they did a good job clogging up the middle on the blue line at the end, not let them getting in when they did, kept them to the outside and had some key blocks.
0: I will say this, too, because it was a day game, um, I probably saw four or five signs from kids that were saying like it was their first Flyers game. And, you know, the fact that they saw a win this year, that's great mm-hmm. for them. And they probably shouldn't go the rest. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying no, it's, it's nice is- that they got a win on their first game, which it's been hard to do that.
1: Listen, it's funny you say that because I was having this exact conversation with a friend a couple of days ago that there was a matinee game in March. I forget which one it is, but they were considering bringing their kid who's five years old to Mm -hmm. this game, but they were nervous about having a Flyers' loss be this kid's first game and having a negative impression so that the kid would not imprint on the Flyers. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, it was successful yesterday for a lot of newcomers. So that's, you know, that was um, good news for them.
1: Uh, It absolutely was. And, you know, I think that one of the other things that we haven't talked about in this game um, on the needs improvement side is that five on three power play, yeah, that did not go well, I mean they no, really it... they, they I mean they just didn't even get good looks at all, and, and I
0: thought maybe they had two chances, maybe, mm-hmm,
1: maybe on, and on a five on
0: three that's bad,
1: which is bad, and it was extended it wasn't even just mm-hmm. you know your twenty second one no, they had plenty of time to get something done, and I think. With this team and the way the Caps have been a little shaky, I think that was something that that could have been a lot better in this game. But, we, you know, we talked about Carter Hart and the defense in front of him, but let's talk about Carter Hart himself. I thought he mm-hmm. had a tremendous game. That save mm-hmm. on Snively was yeah. phenomenal.
0: I will say this, though, and it was a phenomenal save. In, I will say the Snively has to get that puck off his stick quicker on a backhand. Like I, mm-hmm. I tweeted, when you get a backhand like that in the slot, it's got to come off your stick like hot. And he took that extra second and Hart, that gave him just enough time to make that stop. And it was a great stop. But if you're Snively, you've got to you've got to ratchet that up faster. Got gotcha.
1: Absolutely. But it just, I think the whole game made me happy for Carter Hart in mm-hmm. a way because like we we've been saying you know for him to get what he needed in front of the net allowed him to be able to do his work and i i don't think he's been given that opportunity a lot this season
0: although he might need a little more stick on I mean, he lost his stick a couple of times yeah,
1: but he did
0: and he and he you know he, he broke the rule i thought goalies have finally decided they weren't going to pick up another stick or take another stick when they lost it and he did both he played without it, and then he played with one that wasn't his goalie stick. So it's like, which one is it? I don't know anymore.
1: <laughs> I think he was just going with the what was ever going to work in the moment.
0: I guess. But you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen games where goalies just absolutely don't want to stick anymore unless it's theirs. And I get that, too. I do.
1: Well, I think it's a lot of fun to celebrate a win against a good player metropolitan division rival like the Washington Capitals before we um, get to our nemesis of the week I do want to touch real quickly on that Red Wings Leafs game because that was the opposite of defense with the Leafs winning 10 to 7.
0: I mean they were up 7 to the Leafs and and it was was brutal and they traded for a defenseman Lubushkin uh, earlier in the week and I think people thought they were going to be more solidified and they haven't been so, I fully expect on Tuesday, the game against the Oilers, that the Leafs scouting staff will be there to look at Risto and Justin Braun again. That's my guess.
1: You know, I, I don't think that's a terrible thought. I think that, especially if you're a team like the Leafs, who is, I think, desperate in a lot of ways to just get beyond that first round and out. They are desperate. Yeah. That they might overpay for they one of those guys and they'll happily do it because they're at this crossroads where if they don't get it done this year man <laughs> it's gonna get roll. ugly yeah <laughs> but uh, we will be talking about our nemesis of the week coming up next but first we're going to talk about our friends at pet online
0: Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn about more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts.
1: It's time for our Flyers nemesis of the week. And if you're newer to the program, each Monday we look at the week coming up and say, what is our nemesis for this week? It could be Flyers related. It could be hockey in general, but usually just something in this world of hockey that is getting our goat. And last week we talked about, you know, the next two weeks. So last week and this upcoming week, in trying to make the improvements that this team is trying to make against tough opponents. So we had the Canes, the Blues, the Caps, which we just won against, finally. And then we have the Oilers and the Wild in the next two matchups. And so we're in the middle of fighting our nemesis from last week. Uh, Did not go well to start, but maybe, you know, that middle game against the Caps will turn things around. We'll be talking about the Oilers tomorrow, getting ready for that game. But this week, I think, you know, coming off of that win against the Caps, I think the nemesis is how does this team put together an actual win streak instead of breaking losing streaks?
0: That's a great point. I mean, it really is. I think that's – it. it's really paramount just, if nothing else, for the young guys on the team to kind of feel good about things if you still want to try and build some value, trade value – for some of the guys, some guys the value is not going to go up, but but some guys like we mentioned Ristolainen and Braun, it definitely will. So I think that's a that's a big factor.
1: Yeah, and Mike O had a few interesting things to say after the game. You know, he was asked specifically about recent games where they had a lead late in the third and weren't able to hold on, and what was different about this game. And he said the first thing out of his mouth was, "I still think we can be better." To be honest with you and you know while I appreciate that I'm not sure that's the boosting up of your team that you need to do he does go on to say you get a guy like Brown you get him blocking a shot at the end of the game you get brass coming back in the lineup Joel those guys certainly added something for us and he you know he refers to the deeper lineup and he's got more shifts in a row where guys are are putting everything out there Um, so, but he does say that there's room for improvement and Mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to be a team that just defends all night when they're playing with the lead. You have to be able to continue offensive pressure while holding that lead. And that's the delicate balance that this team needs to figure out how to do more games in a row.
0: Yeah. My nemesis of the week is simple. It's weather. I don't know how to dress anymore. I wish I had (laughs) tearaway pants so I could have shorts. Uh, at a moment's notice because it'll be 70 degrees then it's 20 degrees then it's 40 degrees then it's 50 degrees. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, I think we're getting another squall or something. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. But yeah, it's it's always like this this time of year. And I think we sometimes forget and erase our, our weather memories as we go through.
0: We try to seasons. anyhow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We do. By the time summer rolls around, I'll be like wishing for winter and where I can wear a hoodie all the oh, time. Oh, no, I
0: never wish for winter. Let's get that straight. Oh, I do. Uh, I okay. do.
1: I'm, I'm a fall winter person. So. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap things up with our Flyers fun thing. And there was a great picture that went around from the game. Of course, you know, Danny Breer is with the team and Scott Hartnell is in the broadcast booth. But who else shows up? Ville Leno, And I I've got to tell you, so Ville Leno, it, like people love him and people hate him at the same time because he was so streaky and he mm-hmm. would do these amazing things, but then it would take him months to do something else great, but you somehow yep. blocked out the terrible moments. So, I think that's what I appreciate about Ville Leno the most.
0: I mean, his time in and with the Flyers was fine. I think he was more than happy to take that picture because those guys got him paid people in buffalo they don't love Mm -hmm. villi leno and i get it
1: no (laughs) no i will say that my favorite villi leno memory just personally i went to see the flyers play the dallas stars in dallas in um, march of 2011 and that game went to the shootout and it went six rounds and who should win that game (laughs) in the sixth round but ville leno it was such a hilarious remarkable thing because the flyers clinched their playoff spot in that game in dallas and i remember getting yelled at by a bunch of dallas fans on the That's way funny. out and uh that was it was a fun but uh pressure-filled game because of the playoff implications
0: the bigger question is did you go to the pecan lodge when you were in dallas
1: Oh, I don't remember. It was too long ago. Okay.
0: That's the place to go. Just for anybody listening.
1: All I remember about that trip other than the Flyers game was going to the zoo in Dallas. They have a good zoo down there.
0: Okay. There you go.
1: All right. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. Of course, we'll have Phantoms Tuesday and there's some more trade deadline talk heating up. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email us at flyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
0: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
1: You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey. Hosts Steele Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.